At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner. Presented by Bet Rivers. Hey, it's Holden with Beeson. It is the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Huge show here. I'm going to uh, just drown in my tears after last night's my loss. <laughs> my loss is on the avalanche. Also, NBA playoffs, the last 13 games. You will not believe the amount of double digit decisions and double digit blow. I mean, just blowouts left and right. Come on, get it together. Uh, hey, was the Joker drunk during his interviews for the MVP? Yes, and it's a great story. And then uh, got some news on Drew Locke and why it might affect the Broncos line at plus four. Actually, it'd be Seattle plus four. Broncos minus four. Week number one in the NFL. Plus, my friend, Joe Madden. She's going to come on from Calgary, give us a breakdown of game three of the Avalanche and Blues. Nate Kreckman, Altitude 92.5, as always, coming on. And I'm sitting here in the snow, and I'm pretty over it. Uh, it would be nice if we had a Rockies game tonight. No way they're getting that in, though. But let's start with a sad thing. Front range four, four biggest stories in sports on the front range. Abs lose to the Blues 4-1. Before we get <laughs> before we get into that, let me just give us something positive here. Here's the game three lines on Saturday, 6 o'clock our time, in St. Louis with the series tied 1-1. Abs. On the puck line, minus one and a half, plus 143. So you go from basically even money to plus 143 on the road in a series that's now tied up at two apiece. Abs minus 165 on the money line. Blues plus 140 and then six and a half. Once again, the total even money to the under, minus 118 to the over. The series prices 
in this one. Let's get into the series prices now because you know, the Avalanche uh, over minus 400 in this series, down to minus 305 to win the series. If you think the Blues are taking it, plus 240. And then with a the spread, like I, I actually don't think this is the worst thing in the world. Um, the Avalanche to win this thing in five is now plus 250. We get on, on it at what? Plus 280. All right. To win in six now. To win in uh, to win in six now, right? Um, wow. It is. It's minus 122, huh? Okay. I like it. Minus 122. So things have really changed here. I think it's going to end up in five or six. I thought so starting the series. Um, and I'll continue to go there. Over five and a half games played in the series. Minus 250 that goes to seven plus 195. There's the notes from last from the next game. Let's get to last night though. 4-1 loss. And don't forget, it wasn't just the Avs that lost yesterday. A lot of favorites lost. The Panthers, Florida Panthers lost on a goal with 3.8 seconds left last night. They're down 2-0 to Tampa Bay. The Avs lost minus 250. The Yankees lost minus 195 yesterday. So some big favorites lost. It happens. Nathan McKinnon after the game says they were bad, really bad. He goes, we got a great team. We still believe we can get this thing done and win the series. We're not going to sweep every round. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I don't blame Avalanche fans for freaking out just a little bit, but he's right. I mean, they just played a bad game. They were out hustled. They were out everything last night. It was just, uh, it was gross to watch. It was gross to watch. Here's the bets I lost. Abs on the puck line, over six and a half. McKinnon over four and a half shots. McKinnon over five and a half shots. And what was the other one? Oh, the live bet where I hit the avalanche at even money. Uh, so it was a clean sweep. I got swept. The books made some money on me last night. Ugh. So that stunk. Um, Jared Bednar. We got outworked and outskated. Wow. They had no answer after they got punched in the face. And that was a little disappointing last night. That was a little disappointing. You know, and the Blues entered the game with a different approach. You know, they didn't forecheck as much. Um, they clogged the neutral zone. It was gross. It was like 19, late 1990s, early 2000 hockey. Um, and once they got into the Colorado zone, they made them pay. You know, three goals and then the fourth with the empty netter. St. Louis's best players are better than Colorado. Simple as that. Kale McCarr needs to get going. I know he's banged up a little bit, lower body injury, but he had, he didn't have a point in these two games. Like Kale McCarr is a special playmaker. He's doing nothing. Couple of early trends here. The abs still have not scored in the first period. The Blues power play has scored at least one goal in each of their first eight playoff games. I mean, the PK's just got to be better. And we have not had penalties called in this series. I mean, it's been amazing, the lack of penalties that have been called. I guess I kind of like it, but it doesn't play into the abs' advantage. You know, it makes for a cleaner game, a faster game, but you're just not seeing it. And there was a five-on-three last night for the Blues. Um, and, and listen, here we go again. After a nice night with face-offs in game one, they, uh, McKinnon got killed. He went uh, nine of 14 draws were lost. Uh, Kadri had 11 of his first 18 were lost. 
So there's a little bit of pressure now on the Avalanche. I don't know if they feel it as much as the fan base, but there is a little pressure for the first time in these playoffs. And it's good. They needed to get tested at some point in time. Might as well happen now. Now, if they go two, if they go down 2-1 in this series, they lose game three, then we're talking about pressure. And, and I wouldn't blame you, especially after the last three years, especially after last year, winning your first six playoff games and then going down. You should be a little nervous. They've been bounced just too many times recently. And they looked like they were rolling just like this last year. Dangerous time for this team. And it really is amazing how quickly things can change in this seven-game series. But let me remind you that I recommended two pre-series bets. The abs in five at plus 280 and the abs in six at plus 400. So that's still where I think this series ends up. Abs in five or six. Looking more like six now. Bad game. Not a sign of what to come. Game three, not a must win. Ton of pressure. Panic level today, two out of ten. Not very much panic. Like, I, I would say one beer would relax me. One beer would put me out cold because I don't drink, but one beer would relax me. So panic level, one beer, two beers out of ten. Two beers out of ten. That's what it is. All right, let's get to number two. On the front range four, four biggest sports stories on the front range. The last 13 NBA playoff games. Let me tell you what the, oh my God, last night was another 25.1. All right, so the first three conference final games have been decided by double digits. 11 points, 25 points, 25 points. It has been gross. It has been difficult to watch. The last 13 games, we've got two 25-point games. We got a 30, a 39, and a 33. Also throw a 28. So how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the last 13 games decided by 25 points or more. And the three games that have not been or one, two, three, four games, five games that have not hit 20 points, you've still had 14 points, 11 point margin, nine and three. One game has come down to the wire. So I'm starting to think at this point, if you like an underdog, just take them on the money line. If these games are going to be blowouts, and I can't imagine every one of them being blowouts, but if you look at the last 13, there's a legitimate trend here. If you like a dog, take them on the money line. You like a favorite, eat the points. I mean, it's as simple as that. Just blowouts. Mavs at the Warriors, Golden State up one nothing tonight. We've got Golden State minus six and a half. Actually, I saw it at six on Bet Rivers earlier, so there was a little movement there. Mavs plus 200 on the money line. I, I'm serious. You think the Mavs are going to cover tonight? Hit them on a the money line. Golden State minus 245, 214 is the total. Game one, just a quick recap. Luka limited to 20 points on 33% shooting. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was really good in that game defensively. And Doncic... I think he's hurt. His right shoulder's bothering him, okay? And he didn't look good, and I think some of it had to do with that. Uh, Dallas, let, let's go look at a couple other stats here, though. 28 wide-open three-point attempts. They shot 28%. That's got to get better, right? Luka, 31, 9, and 5.5. And 31 and a half points, 9 rebounds, 5.5 assists during the regular season. He was just sh against this team, against the Warriors. He stunk game one. They're not going to win. Mavs are going to lose every time Luka struggles. They don't have enough elsewhere 
to beat a team like Golden State. Okay? Uh, the Mavericks, I think, are going to slow this thing down in game number two. The Mavericks under is now 5-1. Five 5-1 and one. Five and one to the under in the last six games. Golden State, 4-2 and two to the under. Warriors, 7-0 and oh straight up. 5-2 and two against the spread at home this season. My lean, Mavericks, money line, and the under. Under 214, Mavericks money line, not an official play. That's my lean. Let's continue with the NBA here, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll make this number three. Number three on the front range four, the four biggest sports stories on the front range. Uh, Nikola Jokic, good story in the Denver Post today about Jokic getting his MVP. And um, <laughs> this was great. So his brothers were back here in America. They talk about how they helped set up this thing where Michael Malone and Tim Connolly and the whole contingent were going to go over there and give him the MVP, and they did. And um, I wonder if Nicola was drunk driving because <laughs> this is great. They asked him for to do his interviews, right? It's like, guy, we got to go to the we got to go to the stables and do our MVP interview with uh, TNT. And Nikola Jokic goes, brother, I'm drunk. I cannot do interview right now. <laughs> Michael Malone goes, Michael Malone goes, hey, Joker, you can't do this the next day. I guess Joker asked him if they could postpone it. He goes, we can't do it. Ernie Johnson's waiting for us. Great to learn the Joker was tanked when he was doing the interview where he admitted his dog wasn't dying. I mean, that was, this just adds to the legend of the great Nikola Jokic. And obviously in Serbia, if you are Jokic, you're allowed to ride in a horse chariot pulled by a horse with a bit of a buzz. More no Nuggets news. More serious one, though. Um, Tim Connolly. <sighs> nuggets. People around the Nuggets. And this I go back to Singer again. People around the Nuggets say there's a lot of angst over the Connolly situation. You won't find a person in the organization that wants to see him go. Wow. I, I, to me, it comes down to two things. Does Kroenke pay him? they do he stays probably unless there is a sweet ownership stake with the minnesota Twin timberwolves uh mark lore alex rodriguez they're going to be the uh the two owners with the big say and they put a list of president of basketball operations list together shortly after buying the t wolves pat riley was on the list like you legit thought you had a, you know what? I like going for the, for the gusto swing for the fences, trying to hit a home run, but no way in hell Pat Riley was leaving the heat to come there. Uh, so you got Tim Connolly, Mazajiri, formerly here and goes up to the, to the Raptors, wins a championship. Daryl Morey, who kind of changed the NBA by touting analytics when he was with Houston, Bob Meyer, Sam Presti, Presti with OKC. Um, again, I, I still say, Minus 110, Connolly stays. Plus 115, he goes. Number four on the front range, four. We got some Broncos here. Broncos, minus four at Seattle week one. Okay, there was some talk out of Seahawks camp. Their offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron, said Geno Smith has the early edge over Drew Locke to replace Russell Wilson? Oh, my God. I, I don't know if that's motivation for Drew Locke. They've been touting Drew Locke, but the fact that Geno Smith is ahead just shows you how bad Locke is. Now, Geno's been there. He's been in the system for at least a year, but boy. And that's what, that's what Waldron said, their OC. 
Gino's done a great job of carrying over the offensive principles from last year. He already had a head start over Drew right there. We got a long time to go. I'm saying this. It's a yellow flag that the staff is already saying that Geno Smith is a little bit ahead. It, it might, it really might be Russell Wilson versus Geno Smith week one. And I already hammered that Broncos uh, minus four at Seattle. So I took the Jacksonville minus six and a half. I'm taking the Broncos week one. Nate Crackman, Nate Crackman, altitude 92.5 joins me next. Boy, we got a lot to talk about. We got the Connolly situation. We got the Avs. We got Nick Saban. Oh, so much to discuss next on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three leg same game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Welcome back to the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. He's back. He being Nate Kreckman, Altitude 92.5. He's giving you one thumbs up right now. Not two. Not two. And I'm not sure why that is. Was that was a lack of effort or what, Nate? Uh, no, it's I, I think I'm I'm giving what's warranted for the moment. You're <laughs> That was a nice shot there, my friend. I appreciate that. Lots to get to with you. Um, and and we'll, let's start with the Avalanche. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're with 92.5. You guys are the home of the Avalanche yeah. here. That was damn disappointing last night. And I wonder what it's going to take for Avs fans to get into a full panic. Is it dropping one in St. Louis, both in St. Louis? Or is it just not going to happen because the Avs are too good? No, I, I felt full panic last night in their first loss of the entire postseason at, at five and one of just, oh, here we go again. Second round hijinks. This team can't finish. Bednar can't coach. McKinnon's not for real. Uh, McCarr's choking. We heard it all last night. They played like crap. They said they played like crap. But one of the things that I appreciated about McKinnon saying how bad they were was McKinnon also just kind of being even about it. Not, not fluffing it, but he was even about it. You can't get too high and too low in the postseason. They weren't going to go 16-0. and Um Certainly the way that they played last night was disappointing, but also I, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world for a team to sometimes uh, – a team that is better than everybody else to go out and play like crap and have a little bit of a wake-up call. So I, I think that's what's going to happen for the Avalanche. I'm not worried about them. They're too good. Yeah, nor should you be. I mean, I, and again, if they drop game three, then I think there's a legitimate yeah. reason to panic a little bit. Happen, right? Yeah, like I do the how many beers out of 10 panic meter. And right now I'm at two beers. Little do they know that three sips will make me pass out. But I would say a two beer out of 10. Like if I was angry after last night, I wouldn't need a six pack or a 10. I would just need two beers. How many beers would you have needed? Uh, Zero? Yeah, yeah, I pretty much max out at two. Two is a party night for me. Um, right. So yeah, I, it, that's probably about right. I had a glass of wine last night while I watched the hockey. It was it was delightful. 
Oh, it was delightful, really. I mean, if one beer puts you out, what does a glass of wine do to you? Yeah, it just puts me. It puts me right in the right spot where I need to be. I, I did not have a lot of uh, anxiety over the hockey last night. I had anxiety because my wagering was poor last night on the hockey. Um, but other than that, um, I, I don't have a ton of team anxiety. I love being transparent. Um, I'm happy when I win. Unfor I probably say bad things about myself more than anything else. I lost the puck line. I lost the total. I lost two McKinnon shot props and a live bet. So I don't know if you got mauled as much as I did last night, but I think a lot of us here just got stomped. Uh Puck, I had a puck line and I had two player props uh, on, on any time goals. I keep taking the Ronton in any time goal. He's due. I mean, it's been six games of the postseason. He doesn't have you a goal yet. He's that. the leading goal scorer on the team. So I'm probably just going to keep betting it until he finally scores. Um, plus, I think it was on Dechushkin last night as well. Um, yeah, it, it, Landeskog had the only goal of the night for Colorado. I probably should have taken David Perron. He is uh, typically the betting favorite to score for St. Louis. So, yeah, I was uh, over last night on the hockey betting. Imagine laying, like, minus 265 or maybe even more. Like, 90% of the money line bets were on the abs. Yeah. That just shows you how stupid that bet is, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Dumb bet. Don't don't Dumb waste bet. your time with it. Absolutely. Don't waste puck no, puck line only. I mean, come on. Even the puck line, but the puck line looked pretty juicy mm -hmm. is all I can say. Okay. Um, Tim Connolly. Apparently, there is some angst in the building yeah. that the player, the uh, president of basketball operations, who helped build this fine franchise with the Nuggets, mm -hmm. will be headed off to Minnesota. And the first thing I thought of was it, I, I was on altitude with you for what, on and off for four or five, six months. Yeah. And one of the shows we did was the Wizards. Wizards were coming after Connolly. We all thought he was gone and he stayed. Is there anything different this time? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think he's gone is my guess right now as I sit here in the moment. I, I just think that Glenn Taylor and the uh, minority ownership of the Timberwolves are being very aggressive. And they want a president of basketball operations with an excellent track record. And almost nobody in the NBA has got a better track record of, of building a, a small to mid-market contender than does Tim Connolly here in Denver. His draft record is outstanding. Jamal Murray was his highest pick, and he took him seventh overall. He drafted the two-time MVP 41st overall. And in a lot of ways, Minnesota has a ton of similarities. The Denver is an NBA market. Minnesota is never going to um, attract free agents. It's never going to be a destination. It's not a coastal city. It's not a spotlight city in the NBA. If I was Minnesota, Tim Connolly would be the first guy that I would want to go and get. And I just think with the uh, – the, the amount of energy and juice that this new ownership is bringing into that organization, um, I, I think they're just going to put an offer on the table that Connolly can't refuse. Ownership stake. The problem would be he'd have to work for Alex Rodriguez. You really want to do that? <laughs> I mean, as long as you're not taking calls from A-Rod or he's not texting you from the can every single day, um, then then you'll be all right, I would think, working for Alex Rodriguez. Could you imagine Ro Alex Rodriguez like, I'm going to be the George Steinbrenner of the NBA. Hey, Connolly, you must take this guy here. You must take – you know what? An ownership stake versus working for Alex Rodriguez, I must I, I must say that would be a really tough decision. <laughs> Not for so, you? 
that's some serious A-Rod vitriol right there. He could get himself <laughs> a, a guest spot on the on the K-Rod uh, or whatever. He, come on, there's opportunities there with A-Rod, right? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't want to work for him. Okay. I've worked for my share of, of bad bosses. Don't worry, guys, that are my bosses now. You guys are awesome. But um, working for someone that makes your life miserable, I think that's something you can kind of back off of. Okay, so we're, we're there with Connolly. Um, do you have anything on the Broncos or the Rockies just off the top of your head? The Rockies are just back to sucking. Trevor Story hit three home runs last night, so that was kind of nice. Yeah. And there's nothing going on with the Broncos, but people just like to – are you talking – this is the, this is the question. Are you talking Broncos still? Like, do you have a mandate in the offseason that you still have to talk about them every show? There's not a mandate for really almost anything on my show. We just – we talk about whatever is happening in that moment. Um, you know, I, th I think there's some other spots in town where the mandate exists. We don't have mm -hmm. it. If something's happening, we talk about it. Like right now, we're, we're talking about the Avalanche primarily because they're in the postseason. Um, but, you know, we, we there's OTAs next week. There were, you know, Quinn Miners talked to the media yesterday. There's some questions about what this offensive line is going to look like. I, I do think there's some interesting position battles there with the Broncos. So, you know, we spent some time on it yesterday but if i had to guess we probably did i don't know 60 70 percent of our show on hockey and, and that's you never do that in in sports radio but the avalanche are that good that they demand that kind of attention right now i think the interest is there people are fired up about it um people are going to have strong opinions on today's show so yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot of hockey and basketball today on our show um, well, here's your Broncos topic, if you ever want it. Geno Smith, according to the Seahawks offensive coordinator, Sherry Walden, has the early edge over Drew Locke to replace Russell Wilson. What a letdown that would be to not see Drew Locke week one. A lot can change, and Geno's been in the system. But honestly, like I, I wonder the pulse of the Bronco fan, what is it? How much do they want to see Drew Locke there? Drew Locke. Just get smeared. Um, Drew Locke will not win a training camp quarterback competition he, he will not he cannot he's not that player he just lock what what lock does well is throw off schedule and, and all those kind of things that um you can't necessarily perfect in training camp in practice coaches want guys that execute the offense perfectly drew lock is funny arm angles and throwing off his back foot and maddening inconsistency and all those kind of things in addition to pretty good physical skills um, but last year, you know, the, the, the air quotes competition between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, it wasn't close. It wasn't close. I watched that entire training camp. It, one guy was competent. The other guy was incompetent. Everybody could see it. Um, the, the charade was carried out for whatever reason. And I think ultimately it hurt the offense and it hurt Bridgewater. If Seattle is smart, they'll recognize like, okay, Gino can run our offense and let's just go with him with the ones right away and drew lock can settle into his life as a career backup but yeah drew lock's not going to beat geno smith in a quarterback competition no way all right things uh i still have to talk about on the show but i'm going to get your thoughts on it first yeah uh the biden administration's considering a prison swap that would free Brittany griner and return illegal a notorious illegal arms dealer victor bout would be coming back in return who wins Boots. that trade yeah victor boot is the guy's name um, it it sucks, but you have to get Brittany Griner home. You you absolutely have to get Brittany Griner home. Uh, she is an American citizen that is being held 
uh, by a hostile government uh, for a complete and total BS charge, um, you absolutely have to get her home. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just I'm at that place, man. I'm, I'm sorry if she was if she was my relative, I'd be screaming at the Biden administration to get this done. Um, I do know that the Biden administration and the State Department and uh, Bill Richardson and his independent organization have been uh, working whatever back channel they possibly can. Um, but no, you get her home. It's it, it, it's awful. It is completely wrong that she is being held over there. Yeah, I know this is down a different path. I just don't know if you can allow an illegal arms dealer out as much. I mean, the family gets it, I know, but this is a huge trade if it happens, man. And Russia says, oh, we win this time. Oh, of course they do. Uh, of course that's what they're going to scream. Because right now, there is some oligarch that is yelling at Putin that's like, I need this Victor Boot guy back, okay? <laughs> I need this guy for whatever I reason. Know. And he screams louder than the women's basketball oligarch uh. because that is what Putin's dedication is towards whoever keeps him in power. Um, but no, it, it's Brittany Griner is being held on an absolute BS charge. Get her home. I, you would think it is a BS charge, no doubt it about is. it. I do want to know what she was doing. Out. Why are you? Do, what are you doing out there? Is the big question. But well, she's, she's making money. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. That's why all these women's basketball players, these athletes, go over there because yeah. there's great money to be made, and generally they're treated very well when they're over there. Like uh, I, I think it was Neko Gumake came out and she was just like, "Yeah, I play over there." Like they they treat us really well over there. Typically, hmm. like. It was a good situation um, before, you know, Putin decided he wanted to turn Eastern Europe into World War III. So, yeah, there was good money to be made over there. And um, American female athletes, just they do not make the same money here in the United States. So you got to go to Russia to get it. You do? That's... It sucks. It does suck. Well, they don't want to um... do it either. They don't want to play year-round. It's ridiculous. But, again, you can't turn down the money. The... Um... Two other things. We'll get to the snow in a minute. But the other thing that the other thing I was looking at, this Nick Saban thing is just terrific. Yep. Right? He goes out, you know, he's saying everybody's buying players. Uh, Jimbo Fisher wants to beat him up. Publicly asked the media to dig stuff up on Nick Saban. Deion Sanders is pissed off yep. because Saban said Deion bought a player for a million dollars. Um Everybody knows what my thoughts are on this, except for you, obviously. Talk to me. What are we doing with Saban? Is he right about anything? He's he's right that A&M used their collective to get the number one recruiting class in the country. He's absolutely right about that. Now, that coming from Nick Saban is pretty damn rich, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Saban, Mr. Mr. $9.5 million per year. Nick Saban, Mr. My quarterback, Bryce Young, made a million dollars in NIL money last year, possibly more than all of that. Dudes at Alabama are doing just fine. And he's really, here was the other great part about all of this. And this is why his hypocrisy is absurd, is because he's crying about all of this in a room full of Alabama boosters. He's shaking them down for more money. That's all he's telling yep. them. Oh, you don't like having the number two recurring class in the country? Well, open up the checkbooks, fellas. That, that's, that's how we make this happen. I'm going to whine and complain about it, and then I'm going to play that game. This is Nick Saban 2015 whining, uh, whining about hurry-up spread offenses, and next thing you know, he's putting two quarterbacks in the NFL 
um, and completely redoing the way that he does things. This is what he does. He gripes about it, and then he adjusts, and then he does it better than everybody else. The NIL thing is a curious one, though, because I don't know if that's one that he can do better than everybody else because, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of very dedicated and wealthy donors and boosters to Alabama football, but in Texas, man, they got oil money, okay? Um, they, they got some dough down there, and this is this is one where Saban knows um, I cannot win this. I can compete, but I cannot win this um, the way that I do in basically every other outlet in college football. He's pissed because his job has gotten a hell of a lot harder. Then he said something along the lines of, like, you know, how am I supposed to control my locker room? You know, worrying about kids making NIL money. Coach, you jerk. Coach. That's what you do. You coach. That's what everybody else has to do. So, yeah, Nick Saban, is he right about it? Sure, there's parts of it that he's right about. There's also parts of it um, that he is absolutely talking out of his ass. He's absolutely talking out of his ass. And I'll just say this. I hope that the media follows Jimbo Fisher. Um, Investigates Saban and then investigates Fisher. Well, Here's the other thing that's going to happen, and I think we've already seen a little bit of it. Saban has already publicly apologized. Sankey comes out yesterday, the SEC commissioner, and, and you know reprimands both of those coaches. Um, they're going to try and close ranks, or at least people around them are going to try to close ranks. Like Jimbo Fisher saying, go and investigate Nick Saban. Um, nobody's poop doesn't stink down in the SEC right now. These guys want to be careful. Um, about what they're doing right now. They they might have kicked the wrong hornet's nest. And, 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 a, and a lot of guys do not want these things getting looked into. Um, you know, there was that great quote yesterday. Um, Bruce Feldman had it from an, uh, from an anonymous SEC assistant of, you know, it, there's honor amongst thieves, and these guys just called each other's wives fat to the world. Um, I think a lot of people are probably reminding them right now, like, you guys may hate each other's guts. I don't care. You got to get back into bed together. The only thing that I would say about this is that when the illegally paid players, Nick Saban didn't get in trouble. Jimbo Fisher, Lane Kiffin. I mean, there was some stuff because Lane just called out Jimbo in February. Yep. And Jimbo had to have a press conference for that. But they weren't getting busted back when it was illegal. And I don't think anything's happening to them now. Why is the NCAA going to choose now that they've already brought the NIL issue up to come down on college coaches? It just wouldn't make sense. Oh, the NCAA, they, they, have, they have no authority in all of this. The, the two things that can get them are one, public opinion and an airing of dirty laundry. That's bad. Um, and that can hurt you in recruiting and things like that. And number two, one of the things that kind of cracked me up yesterday was Jimbo Fisher kept saying over and over again, we didn't break any laws in the state of Texas. State of Texas, state of Texas, state of Texas. Um, he didn't say federal. And, and the NCAA is going to Congress right now and saying, we need help with all of this stuff. Congress, at least so far, has rightfully told him, hey, we got other problems. All right, my friend. The snow. Um, it's Denver, so I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but give me a break, man. 10 to 18 inches here. Give me a break. I am, uh, I, I am a fan of the wet, right? Like we needed, yeah, we need that. We needed the rain and all of that kind of stuff. The, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about tonight at, you know, one o'clock in the morning when I have to go wander around the yard and knock snow off the trees and, and everything else. Um, 
Plus, it really didn't feel like we're going to have Rockies baseball tonight at uh, at 6:40 with no. Herman Marquez on the mound against the Mets. The Rockies. Here's the and, and I don't know if any book could get this for you. I, I highly doubt it, but. Um, will the Rockies spend another day over 500 this season? What's the schedule coming up? Uh, they got the Mets. Three but, against the Mets. Yeah. And then road trip, Pittsburgh, Washington for seven. Those are bad teams, but the Rockies are road. as bad as them on the road. Three at home against Miami, three, uh, four at home against Atlanta. Then uh, an NL West, John, San Francisco, and San Diego to get you to mid June. I'd give you plus one twenty five on that. Okay, okay. If you want to go, if you want to say yes, they will go over five hundred again. I don't think they do. Uh, I no, I'd probably, I probably set that at about one forty, one fifty. I mean, they're you know they would have to uh, to get back over five hundred by the end of the weekend. They would have to. They got to sweep the Mets. Doesn't feel likely, although, you know, Mets, Mets pitching staff is thinned out a little bit. No DeGrom, no, DeGrom, no Scherzer, but kind of no problem for them. They hit a ton of home runs, and they're really, really good. And then, yeah, you got to go out on the road where the Rockies cannot score runs. All right, my friend, a couple final thoughts next about the Rockies as um... – Boy, it's 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 not good right now. It's it's not good. And then you see what Trevor Story did last night, and it's worse. Plus some Deshaun Watson news. That'll be interesting. Uh, Nate, plug everything, buddy. Crackman and Lindahl, two to six in the afternoon today. We're live out of Blake Street Tavern. So if anyone wants to venture out the weather and come and hang out with us, we will be there. Um, we're the home of the Avalanche, so that's the place to listen on Altitude Sports Radio ninety two five in Denver. Okay. Uh, thoughts on Trevor Story, the Rockies, and Deshaun Watson as well. Not Deshaun Watson and the Rockies, just Deshaun Watson. Joe Madden, we're going to go through all the playoff series in the NHL with her next on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Thank you, Nate Kreckman. Appreciate that. Joe Madden is going to talk some NHL with us in just a little bit. Recap what happened with the Abs last night. A couple stories to get to before that, though. Uh, I, I don't think Mets Rockies is playing tonight. I'm just going to move on. There is a special at Bet Rivers. CJ Crone to get a hit and the Rockies to cover the uh, run line plus one and a half. That's uh, plus 130 against the Mets. Again, I don't think they're playing. Maybe that special will be there tomorrow. They probably won't play tomorrow. I think a doubleheader on Sunday. Uh, but as anybody follow what's going on with Trevor Story, Trevor Story has not really been good at all. Uh, with the Red Sox to this point. And last night, things changed. Uh, Red Sox Mariners, 12-6 Red Sox. Who cares about the final score? Story had four hits, three home runs, seven RBIs, and a stolen base. He's the first second baseman in Major League history to steal a base in a three-homer game. Just, a, just what this guy brings. It's amazing. He was hitting 205 with 16 RBIs. Okay? He hit one off. Uh, on the Lansdowne Street, which is out of the ballpark in left field over the monster. And he went from 205 batting average to a 230 batting average. I mean, his OPS went up 107 points. 
Trevor Story update. Starting to bite the... Uh... Oh, again, it's not biting the, the Rockies in the butt. They weren't going to bring him back anyways. Um, a couple other things. Several Deshaun Watson accusers sit for an interview with HBO's Real Sports of Bryant Gumbel. I will say this. This will have a major impact on Deshaun Watson's suspension because it's going to create an uproar of public opinion. Okay? So... Anybody that's looking at the Browns right now, thinking they know what's going to happen, I think you better wait for this thing to come out. Uh, I'm under the impression that the NFL is already going to suspend Watson. Uh, this could make it a lot worse. So several Deshaun Watson accusers sitting for an interview with HBO Real Sports. That'll be fascinating. Must watch TV. Uh, lastly, before we get to Joe Madden, screw the weather. <clears throat> I mean, I'm just over this. A storm after three days in the 80s. But you know what? This is Denver. This is just what we have to deal with. I'm going to the mountains on Sunday. Uh, hopefully things will be cleaned up by then. But uh, this is the life we chose, right? Stay here in Denver. You get some great days. You'll get a foot and a half of snow. And hopefully the thing will melt in two days. But um, at least we don't have any games to go to. You know, you don't have to trek down to Denver. If you're in Denver, you don't got to go to Coors. The game ain't going to be tonight. Abs hit the road before this storm happens. So... It's just frustrating. No doubt about it. Okay, Joe Madden. She's got her own podcast. She's really good at picking hockey. Making hockey picks, I guess is what we could say. Terrific hockey handicapper. Joe Madden next on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Hold with Veasan, and you know we, we, we've been switching back and forth on our shows here. Joe Madden, wonderful Canadian. The Joe Madden podcast is out there. I hopped on there the last two weeks. I'm a big fan at Joe Madden Sports, but it's J O, no E in there. Good morning, Joe. Wonderful to talk with you today on this snowy, snowy Friday in Denver. How are things in Calgary? Well, you know what? The snow skipped us. It's great to be here, Holden. Great to see. We've got some clouds, but blue sky trying to pop through. Trying to pop through. All right. Lucky you. Uh, it's very cloudy here, not just because of the weather, but because I just lost every single bet on the abs and blues. I love going on other people's shows and then just getting crushed. It was not good. Lost the puck line, lost the total, lost the McKinnon shots, lost the live bet. It all went to hell, Joe. How'd things go for you in the abs and the blues? You know what? This was one where I really started to second guess myself, and I hate doing that. So um, after a day of talking this game through, I ended up taking the abs team total over three and a half, expecting them to get four goals, hearing what everyone was saying on Bingington and how Bingington can't possibly stand on his head two games in a row. I believe that. I did think the St. Louis Blues would keep it tight. So luckily, I did have them on the puck line at plus one and a half. So didn't lose everything in this game. But that one really hurt. Really hurt. 
<laughs> I would, yeah, I, I looked this morning and I said, boy, I lost a lot of money yesterday. That wasn't good. Okay, so let's talk about this series, though, because the Avalanche had not run into any type of pressure in these playoffs. They had been undefeated. They'd beaten the Blues eight straight postseason games. Should we change our minds on any perspective in this series or just take a deep breath and go back to what you think happened and apply that into game three? Yeah, this isn't panic time for the Avs yet at all. I know they're going into St. Louis. I'm not worried. I think this one just goes deeper than we expected. I think St. Louis picks up another win at home in this one. So I think the Blues, um, Avs in five, Avs in fives. All right, so that was that was one of my pre-bets, my pre-series bets, abs and five, and then abs and six. Abs and six was plus 400. Abs and five was plus 280. So, whew, we'll see. But I'll tell you this much. This franchise has had a lot of adversity in the playoffs. They have not answered that. And I think, and you're saying that you think that uh, the Blues are going to take a game at home, right? Well, yeah, if so that's sorry, the that's case... Yeah, that's going to be six then. Yeah, yeah, well, that would be great. That's plus 400. I'll take it. But if you think that, then if the Blues take a 2-1 series lead, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be panic time here yeah. because this has happened too often. Last year, blowing that 2 nothing series lead, and here we go again is what the thought's going to be. Yeah, I, but I really don't think it's panic time. I really do think the Blues probably get that second game at home. I think the Avs answer back in that first game uh the blues get the second and the abs bring it back home so i think it's a back and forth battle for these first four games and i don't think the abs have anything to worry about they just have to tighten up they have to find a way to get past bangington he can't completely stand on his head in and out every one of these games i know we have seen it in other series uh with the dallas stars ottinger being able to do it but i don't think bangington's at the same level as ottinger and the shots on goal for the abs are there so they just have to find a way to find his weak spot okay so real quick saturday night game number three abs on the puck line plus 143 because we've been getting <laughs> we've been getting about even money plus 143 minus 165 money line blues plus 140 six and a half is the total any early leans on game number three yeah i would be leaning on the I think I lean on the abs in this first one. I think they take the first one here. We look at how they played in St. Louis. So strong in St. Louis. Going in there in the last seven meetings, winning five of those. The road team we've also found in this series, five and two in the last seven meetings. So mm. give me the Colorado abs. I don't know if I'm loving that puck line there. I think we've yeah. got another tight battle here. Could be, could be a higher scoring game. I mean, look, the, the avalanche offensively have not been good. And it took him a, an overtime goal to get the three and then one last night. But, yeah, cooler heads need to prevail here. Let's not overreact in a seven-game series because it's all about adjustments. And I just think that St. Louis made the better adjustments last night. So, uh, let's get to your series, young lady. Edmonton at Calgary. And we got your Flames plus 135 on the puck line. Oilers plus 150 on the money line. Six and a half is the total here. I know you got some thoughts on this game tonight with Calgary up one nothing. Yeah, I'm so excited for this game tonight. I can't wait to see how this comes out. The city is just going to be absolutely electric. I'm looking at Calgary's team total to take it over three and a half. I was really shocked at what we're paying here. It's only minus 112 that we're getting their team total over. And I do think they find these 
goals on Mike Smith. Now, Mike Smith will be starting for the Edmonton Oilers. We know he got yanked off in the last game after allowing three goals in the first six minutes, and two of those goals were in 51 seconds. So he's known to allow the goals against Calgary. In Calgary, he allows an average of five goals per game, and I think Calgary easily gets four goals on them tonight. I know we're going to see major adjustments from both defenses. Both defenses not happy at all with the performance. 15 goals in the last game. I don't think we see a game like that again. <laughs> we'll adjust our expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and I keep seeing everyone saying, can't wait for the chaos in Calgary tonight. It should be chaos again. These teams don't like each other, but look for defense to come out harder in this one. Hey, real quick, because we're not up there and I, I haven't been up there. What you're talking about it just being nuts. What is it like in Calgary right now? A, you're facing your rivals. B, I mean, this has been the best chance for Calgary to win a cup in a little while, right? Yeah, the city is completely bumping. You see the flags off everyone's car. All the windows are painted with the Calgary Flames logos. Um, everyone is out enjoying these games. And there's a lot of Edmontonians that do love, live here that are rooting for the Oilers as well. So I would not be one of those people walking down the streets in an Oilers jersey. They are definitely brave. Oh, boy. There's no fights. Come on. You're Canadians. You're nice to each other, right? <laughs> well, no? there's no fights. It's Well, there is after games, so you really just um, – things need to clean up in that regard. Battle of Alberta is huge. This goes back, you know, within bloodlines of families. You, you don't root for Edmonton. You don't root for Calgary and vice versa. So it, it gets heated sometimes after those games at the casinos and that kind of thing between fans. <laughs> If you really think Calgary is going to go off, just off offensively again, you can get over five and a half goals at plus 410. I, I wonder what the pregame alt total was if you went with like 14 and a half. I mean, that had to be like plus, that had to be 50 to one at least, right? Oh, absolutely. 14 and a half? They probably wouldn't have even given you over that 14 and a half before. You'd have to call them. You, seriously, you'd have to call him and be like, listen, can you make this for me? And it'd be a 50-50 proposition. Okay, so we got your thoughts on that one. We do have the Eastern Conference as well. Uh, obviously not as interesting to a lot of uh, fans out here, but I am interested in it. Because as I told you on your show yesterday, the NBA playoffs completely stink. And these NHL playoffs have been just about as good as you could ask for. Rangers plus 145 in the money line at Carolina. Tough place to play. Yep. Puck line for the Hurricanes, 145 plus 145. Five and a half is the total here. Hurricanes trying to go up 2-0 in this series. Joe, what happens tonight? You know, this is going to be quite the interesting game. I thought what I saw out of the New York Rangers was so much value in taking them again in this game. We saw them get up over Carolina. Carolina have to fight their way back to get that win in that last game. We saw a lower scoring game. I love the under here. I think we're going to see a very similar game with these defenses both coming out strong today. The value with the Rangers is all there, and I'm going to have to take them. Um, at least for a sprinkle, I won't take them a full bet that I normally do, but at plus 155, I think you have to put some money on them, especially the way they handled the Hurricanes to start that game. Okay, now the last game. I mean, last night was amazing in that Panthers-Lightning game. I didn't watch too much of it till about seven minutes left in the game, and then I was like, oh, my God. They actually said the game-winning goal is 0.9 seconds. They put it back to 3.8. Panthers lightning. This will be happening on Sunday. So they're getting a little bit of a break here. 
And I think that Florida probably needs the break after last night's loss. They lost both games at home. Like, how do the Panthers overcome this? Now, that was devastating for Florida. Absolutely devastating for Florida. They have to work out how to score on these power plays when they have those opportunities, and it's just not happening. What we did see out of them last night, I do think they played a better game than they did in game one. And... I really hope for them they can go into Tampa and get something done. But I'm not putting money on this game for Sunday. I really do think this is one. Sit back and watch and see if the Florida Panthers can pull it back. Because if they go down three to nothing, this team is done and they're going to get swept. It's over. Yeah. It, it, it's over then. And whoever comes out of the West, I mean, then you got Tampa Bay possibly waiting for you on the other side. Carolina and the Rangers might have something to say about that. But you got the two time defending champs. And if one of our two teams, Calgary or the Avs, get in there against the Lightning, oh, my God. Like, that would be a dream matchup, right? Either one of these teams. Absolutely. I really still do think it is uh, Calgary, sorry, and uh, (laughs) the the Canes. No, between the Avs and Calgary, it's going to be a battle. I think we see each other in the next round, so I can't wait. Before before I let you go, what do you got going on this weekend? I got the I got my kids. I got snow. I got a piano recital. I got a trip up to the mountains. It's going to be a crazy weekend for me with a lot of sports watching too. What is on Joe Madden's docket this weekend? You know what? I'm really not sure, to be honest with you. It is May long weekend up here. So everyone has a three-day weekend. And all of my friends are headed out of town because of it. And I really did not make any plans kind of last trying to scramble and think what to do here lots of game watching that's for sure i had no idea you had a three-day weekend just because you guys deserve rest and it's so brilliant joe madden (laughs) plug everything you're doing um it's always good to be on your podcast i'm going to be hopping on your pod plug that let's hear what you're doing yeah, you guys, you can catch me on all social medias at Joe Madden Sports. I have the Joe Madden Sports podcast over there. I'm starting a new show also on Monday called Picks and Props with Joe. I'm trying to bring unity within the handicapping space on socials and have everyone, everyone is welcome to come on, give out their picks, give out their props for the day. And we have to remember, it's us against the books, not against each other. And I think the community needs more of that. Love it. Absolutely. That's a great message to go out in the weekend too. Joe Madden, thank you so much for the time. Check out her pod. Make sure you do that. Everything she does, it's at Joe Madden Sports. Thanks to my buddy Nate Kreckman for coming on. Uh, We shared our tears on the avalanche. That was wonderful. And I won't be back till Wednesday. I'm getting out of town a little bit. But uh, Wednesday, the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers will be back. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Nate and our producer, Steven. And if you get a chance, follow me on Twitter at Holden Radio. Have a great weekend, everybody.